0: The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast, Podcast. where we have a dream to create a community full of happy, healthy, and knowledgeable people who create global positive change through sharing their journey. Tune in, saddle up, and listen in. Be inspired. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited about today's podcast. It's the JNT TV and the Real Jamie Mill Podcast. I have got the Rabbi of Regression, the Sultan of Swish Patterns. <laughs> I've been practicing this all day. The Princess. Of positive psychology and the, Her Highness of hypnotherapy, <laughs> uh, the legendary Paul Lilisio and Juliet Lever, very two of the most amazing human beings I've had the pleasure of hanging out with for a while, and the directors of Evolve and Relaunch, which is the uh, education or educational organisation within Australia. Um, man, hello, how are you? How you doing? Yeah, really excited to be here. Yeah. That
1: was the best. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was an
0: awesome intro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: thanks for having us. I'm looking forward to where this conversation goes today. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, Jamie.
0: I've been practicing the, the tail of the tape for ages. <laughs> the, the mantis of mindset. The-
2: With the champion of chin-ups.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah. rabbi of regression, the Baptist of I was like, what's that?
1: the Master of Muscles. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's,
0: uh, Love it. Love it. Hey guys, um, just very quickly, uh, give get, like just a little bit of basic background about you guys, maybe as individuals and as a collective, as a partnership. Um, who are you? What do you do? Where have you come from? I know that's quite could be challenging, but well, I
1: think it's probably best to get Paul to start because I think we all wouldn't be having this conversation if at the ripe age of maybe 20, Paul hadn't started diving into this world. Yeah. So let's start with you.
2: Well, in a nutshell, basically in my late teens, early 20s, I was going through a pretty tumultuous kind of dynamic of you know, still living at home with my family and having a really interesting family dynamic, having a lot of external stuff going on. And it led to a real interesting situation mentally, emotionally, and physically for me. So I had a lot of physical problems going on and a lot of doctors, et cetera, didn't know how to deal with it. And then I realized that was stemmed from a psychological type, you know, mental, emotional stress. So I had anxiety, panic attacks that were causing a lot of, you know, digestive issues. And it was only upon stumbling across a book one day that I started to click and then like I started to realize my thoughts were affecting my body and then I went on a journey of basically changing careers going down a study path into at first personal training and learning a little bit of hypnotherapy for myself and NLP to help myself and then eventually becoming like really immersed in the PT world becoming PT of the year South Australia and all those kind of things Um, I realized that you know, it didn't matter how good my exercise program or my rehab program was for people or nutrition plan, if they had some mental emotional blocks, they'd fall off the bandwagon pretty quick or they wouldn't get out of their pain or they wouldn't get their result or they'd find a reason to sabotage. So then I end up going back to the mindset and bringing in the hypnotherapy and the NLP and some of the other tools to then you know, help them shift through those blocks. And I found that after years of PT and counting reps and doing all that kind of stuff that I was getting better results with the once a month sit down sessions where I'd chat to my clients than I was the rest of the month training sessions. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that just sort of took off. And then I started teaching that kind of thing, and then been traveling around teaching that and just really diving deep into the mind body world and bringing them both together. And so, I had initially had my business, and then lucky enough to have a life changing experience when I met. Uh, this beautiful woman here?
1: Yeah, I sort of, I went through my mid-twenties ticking off all the societal boxes, the things that you do to be happy, right? And I got to about 27 years old and I was like married, had the corporate job, had the nice car, had all the things, right? And I was miserable, but I was an expert at the process of anxiety. I was like anxious Mm 24-7 and I didn't know why and I couldn't stand it at the time and it got so bad that I had to find a resolution. Like I had to start doing my own inner work. And that started with researching things about meditation. I kept hearing about this thing called NLP. A lot of people that I'd met that were very successful had studied NLP and even hypnotherapy. And I thought, well, that's a bit left of center. What is all that? And it was very much in the corporate world, but the more I found who I was, the more I understood what my values were, the more I didn't fit in that old world of binge drinking, corporate world, you know, being in a passionless, unhappy marriage. And so all those things, all those identity factors that I built up in my life just kind of got shattered in the space of about 12 months. I completely, what I call, which is what my book is called, relaunch my life. I relaunched my life. It's like I had take two on life. And personally, hypnotherapy was something that was so profound in my own healing journey and helped me understand why I had experienced the things that I had. And then I will cut long story short, but about a year after about six to 12 months on that journey of finding myself, I also found um, the most amazing man that I'd ever met in my life. And just I don't know if you've ever had those moments in life where it just changes everything but the moment I met Paul it was like it sounds so cheesy but it was like my world had been black and white up until then and it turned into like this multi reality and, um, and yeah so but I started my own coaching business I studied hypnotherapy and NLP obviously with Paul because he's just the most phenomenal teacher as you would attest uh, and I started my own business because it was like super important for me to stand on my own two feet started running retreats with women in Bali to help them relaunch their lives like I had and And then I've been teaching NLP now for four years and um, about three years ago, because our accountant basically looked at our businesses and said, you guys are doing really similar things. You should just merge your business. Mm -hmm. That was where Evolve and Relaunch was born. And, And I have to say that's really where it's all flourished, like our community that we've built together. It's just phenomenal. And we still pinch ourselves like that. We have such incredible people like you that we have the absolute honor of sharing these life-changing skills with and then Mm. you have that ripple effect that the people in your life get to benefit as a result of the the skills that have benefited us personally and all the hundreds of thousands of students that we've got around the world now so it's been a fun ride it's been a cool journey so yeah yeah. (laughs) wow
0: that was very good (laughs) well done that was impressive And such such interesting stories, like yeah. almost. There's some similarities, but there's lots of differences. And then here you guys came together, and 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 now, like you said, what you've created and what we, you know, a lot of us get to be a part of is really quite magnificent. It it really is very special what you guys have done.
2: Amazing.
0: Um, what's your What's your thoughts on? So as you were saying, you. Me personally, in my background, I've been when I left the military, I went to a couple of therapists, dabbled with going to see a couple of psychologists, and not to piggyback too much off, off your story, Juliet, but I, I had a very similar in terms of you know meeting Paul and and learning hypnosis and going through the process of obviously unpacking some of my own shit and um, the healing process started, like, it was phenomenal. Like, when you talked about colours and all of us, like, I I still to this day reflect and think, what the fuck happened to me? Like, wow, that was amazing. And it, it, it has really made the largest impact on my life. And I wonder for people out there, like, I was a bit like, oh, you know, what am I getting myself into? Wasn't too sure and was so, so forever grateful that, I took the leap but I wonder for those people out there and especially in my community that are still a little bit unaware or unsure like how would you how would you guys explain it like going to a therapist or psychiatrist or psychologist or you know going into the world of hypnotherapy or even NLP like what's your guys thoughts on that
2: well one of the big things that we're really big on is teaching people the skills so they can understand themselves and then dive through and make personal transformations as well as if they want to become a coach and work with others so i know when you go see someone for counseling coaching psychology you know you're giving a lot of the power to the person you're working with and that's great at times because sometimes it's very hard to see outside the box that you're in and you know every different modality has different filters they look through and some you know want to kind of pigeonhole and say this is your problem, this is it. Whereas we're not so much about saying a person's got a problem, we want to work out how they're thinking and, and how they're perceiving the world and why that's kind of emerged through past experiences, through their values and beliefs and teaching them how to run themselves in a way that changes the reality they're perceiving because it only exists in their world because that's the way they're seeing it. So when we can help them to kind of unpack that all and work out the mechanics of what's going on, but then give them a tool set to make those internal shifts they change, but the world around them changes because they see the world the way they are. And when you've shifted your internal blocks, literally the thing that used to trigger you, the thing that used to be a challenge is now completely different because you don't see it that way anymore. So we're real outcome-based. We're real focused on that you've got everything you need inside you and just teaching you how to access those tools and then having a way to make those shifts internally that you can handle the world outside and not only survive the external situation, but thrive in it and all the past experiences that may have been the roadblock in your growth actually are the springboard for you to jump forward into your future. Instead of holding you back, they're actually propelling you forward. So a lot of people transform that stuck energy, that you know, emotional stuff that's holding them back, that becomes the rocket fuel to supercharge their future. So we're really about using all those things that people might see as limitations, but actually become something that's really important in your progression.
1: Mm, and I think that that is also very healing in itself because we really encourage this attitude of curiosity and that lends to having compassion for not only other people in your life but also your past self. And I Mm -hmm. think the reason the trainings are so powerful is you get this deeper sense of understanding of yourself and a great relationship with your own subconscious mind so that you're not running away from yourself or trying to fix or Mm -hmm. get rid of part of yourself. You're actually becoming a more whole, integrated human and Mm -hmm. that's what what, you know that that's what is so transformative but i think as well it's very different to see someone once a week for an hour yeah. compared to diving into seven days straight with us you know that's that's yeah. like seven days straight of coaching therapy inner work all the things all the transformation is immersive for a reason because each day does build upon the next so that by the end of the seven days you're literally looking back and and realizing how far you've come and how much you've grown but also everyone else in the training as well you can witness that growth and transformation so it's it's a big commitment in that way but the results and the return on that is is huge and so I think as well like some people are a little bit afraid because they think they'd come into a training and be turned into someone else or you'll change but actually through our trainings I think what's so freeing is people become more their true self mm -hmm. and that's what's so liberating in it it's like when not telling you who or what to be we're just helping you remove the illusions of the shit that wasn't even you to begin with so that you can actually move forward in your life
2: it's the unhypnotizing yourself from the the programming that you've built up over your life from what your family your friends your past experiences your beliefs that have limited you unpacking them and going hey i need to update my software now you get an update on your phone all the time that says hey update your software but a lot of us are running the software we've been running since we were kids the things that we were taught and believe are true But the world has changed a lot and you're probably operating on maps that are no longer useful. So you know it's it's a boot camp for your brain, and you develop that psychological strength, that emotional endurance that you know transforms you for the rest of your life, which is really, really powerful.
0: Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, and I can and I can I can confidently support that that it it does. It like working with you guys has really transformed my life phenomenally and the impact I obviously have on those around me um yeah boot camp for the brain's a good way <laughs> 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 such a good <laughs> yeah, what's that patent padding yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 100 percent um i was just thinking it's funny I hey, when i remember first thinking about hypnotherapy and it's like yeah isn't that kind of like oh, i've done the wim hof stuff isn't that like fucking breath work and a bit of deep relaxation like people fall asleep or something and then you do the course and it's like the polar opposite it's like wake the fuck up like yeah yeah, there's no sleep oh my god
2: yeah well i i have the saying that i don't use hypnosis to put people to sleep i use it to wake people up Mm -hmm. because everyone's already in a trance they're already walking around in the daydream of what they think is real and who they think they are and if you can wake someone up and make them lucid so they can choose a new reality, because I don't know if you guys have done lucid dreaming where you realize you're dreaming, you can do that in your waking state. You go, okay, cool, this is the patterns I've been running. Become conscious of it and transform it. So like you said, it is that wake-up moment, and there's lots of kinds of hypnotherapy as you experience. You can have hypnosis when your eyes open, having a normal conversation, or you could be deep in a trance and off with the ferry. So We wouldn't a-
1: say that you're... Being hypnotized, <laughs> <Sorry>. oh,
0: Jamie. That's the that's the lucid lounge. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna have some lucid dreams over there after this. Yeah. Hey, I I have got a, a, a question. So as I ever as I mentioned earlier, I work with a lot of high functioning. High performance people. So we yes. we we've got world-ranked athletes in this gym, and we've got Mary and Bob on the street. We've got an 85-year-old that trains here. We've got young Queensland rugby players. Like the, the list goes on and it's thick and fierce. But there's one thing that I've I've noticed, like a common thread in these people, and even, even business owners. Um, people in managerial positions, it's almost like the, the higher the demand in their life mm-hmm. or the higher the pressure, the higher that maybe the higher the stakes, um, the, the, the bigger the mountain these people are trying to climb. The common thread that I have seen is a lot of them will self sabotage themselves. So they'll they'll nearly get like I witness it all the time, and ne- and and from my own life as well. Nearly get there, nearly lose the way, nearly make more profits, nearly get mm. the margins. You know, nearly make it to a national level, and then they they'll do something to get in their way, and. Uh, what I have observed, I thought that was. I seem to see a lot of people with like low, low self worth. Um, whether it's fear of failure, fear of success, uh, comparison, people comparing themselves to others, and they fucking shank themselves when they're they're nearly there. Like, yeah. but do you guys have any insights
2: for those people? Hundred percent. I think a good saying is, "What got you here won't get you there." So, you almost need to become a different version of yourself to get to that next layer. And so, you know, owning and shining brighter brings a lot more attention to you. So, like you said, that comparison, that judgment, those fears, like to be, say, the best in your current league is cool. But then when you step up to the higher division or the world class or the best in your country, that brings a whole nother level of attention. So, there needs to be a whole nother level of deserving, of confidence, of belief in yourself. So, you almost need that mental upgrade. So, you, your skill set might be there, but the capacity to access that potential might be limited by a belief block. Yeah. So, there might be some limitation in that. And there could be some things in early childhood, in any experience where, you know, don't show off, don't be, or whatever they've heard from other people. Those kind of things that come up early in life could be some of the echo that. Is playing out in their future. That as soon as they step up and they start getting that attention, there's this pattern that holds them back and keeps them safe in their nervous system. But the truth is, it's not really keeping them safe. It's just keeping them to what they're used to. So developing that comfort in that new capacity, that expanded zone, and we call it embracing the fog. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you've ever walked out in a misty morning, it's fog. You can't see anything. Your body wants to keep you safe, and it wants you to stay where you know you know the ground. But when you step into the fog, you expand, it clears, and you build a bigger map in your mind. So it's about expanding your neurology and where you feel safe to play yeah. and you know, constantly expanding what's possible inside yourself because a lot of these people have the skill set of a higher level of competition, but That's their right. mindset, their beliefs, their internal blocks are what's stopping them from really stepping up to those levels. So you almost need some people have got the skill set, but they don't got the mindset to match it. So it's about expanding both as you go.
1: Mm, kind of like how Gay Hendricks talks about the upper limit as well, that people yeah. can easily have that in their mind. So doing some inner work, doing some hypnotherapy, finding out what your beliefs are and also what people imagine their life to be like once they achieve that, because mm-hmm. often people think their life's going to change dramatically. And so that can be a bit of a protection mechanism too. But a lot of the time, if you ask people who have achieved elite things or, or think like, I remember I thought my life was going to change dramatically when I wrote my first book. And then I wrote my first book and it was just like a month later. And it was like, oh, Eh. (laughs) And so we build up in our mind that all these things are going to change, but they actually most of the time, like it's it's a lot more, it's moment by moment. Like life changes in the present moment and we're only ever just now. And so I think, yeah, getting really present with what's real right now and, and what is the what are the, all the beliefs and what are all of the stories and the fantasies and the fears and the illusions that we're playing out mm-hmm. in our mind that is causing us because our subconscious is always trying to protect us. It's like prime directive is to keep us safe. And a lot of those programs are those, like Paul said, those programs that maybe kept us safe when we were five, but now that we're 35 or 45 or 55, that's actually limiting us. So Mm. doing the inner work, like we said, it's like when, like what you talked about after doing the courses, it's like when you learn these things, you start thinking, how did I ever not know this stuff before? Because it's like living life with one hand tied behind your back, knowing about clearing these things and, Mm. and understanding yourself and knowing that your subconscious wants to work with you and a lot of people are fighting against half of themselves or actually yeah. more than half of themselves if you think about how powerful our subconscious is. So Yeah,
2: and I think like the idea of being the big fish in the small pond, like you're dominating your current level, you go to a bigger pond and now you're the small fish. Like right. there's always going to be challenges at every level. So yeah. I like to say there's a devil at every level and as long as you're expanding and you grow because you know initially let's say it's business. To make your first 100,000, there's a mindset and skill set they need to get there. Then you get that. That's easy. Then you want to go to a million. There's a mindset and a skill set block there. And each level has got its own devils, its own skills you need and your own mindset to be at that level. So there's never going to not be a challenge mentally and skill set wise, but they're going to change as you go. So as long as someone embraces that and they step into that, that's yeah. probably a big thing. You've got that
0: sort of growth mindset not a not a fixed
2: sort yeah. of disorder. and knowing there's going to be a new kind of challenge at each level but they as they step into it and embrace that that's going to help them to grow for sure I understand
0: what I hear the other day is something we get a lot of people get comfortable with the, the misery of the familiar because that's comfortable mm-hmm. they know it and then there's that and they get a bit afraid or fearful of the happiness of the unknown like not knowing what's on the other side. So it's like, oh, fuck that. I'll just stay down at that particular level because I know it. Or like you said, I'm the, the smartest man in the room or the wealthiest man yeah. in the room or the fittest man in the room. I don't want to go to the new room because I'm, I'm not any of those things.
2: Yeah. And so it's about just letting the body know it's safe and actually knowing that if you do have that stress response, it's actually your body preparing you to take that step forward. You no, know, it's not just a sign to run back into the cave. It's a sign that your body's priming you to take that step into the fog and to, you know, be ready for the new battle yeah? Yeah. Fucking get in the fog. They'll they win. may take our lives, but they'll never take our no, okay. Oh my god, where's my kill? <laughs> <laughs> up here? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is the best. Yeah. So with with these with these like so with these particular people that i'm talking about so um, like again the high functioning the the high achievers high performance etc um and they're all very similar business owners athletes leaders managers how does how do you think like how do you think hypnotherapy and and NLP how how, how do these um, techniques, models. How do they support these types of people? Like so, for people watching that are like, oh, how does how does hypnotherapy actually benefit me? How does how can NLP benefit me and, and my my um,
2: my vision, my journey to where they want to go? Look, well, I think it can happen in lots of different ways. So whether someone needs a switch off, so using some of these tools can help you to have that calm, relaxed nervous system. And activating your creative mind, because a lot of times if you're in a stressed environment, Mm -hmm. you're going to be very starting to go into the left brain, into your sympathetic nervous system where you just do what you've always done, but that's not going to get you a new result. So to be in that flow state, to be able to navigate where everything kind of slows down, but also tap into your right brain, that creative rest digest state where you actually start connecting the dots and thinking bigger, that's going to be a really powerful thing. So some of these tools will help people to activate that part of their nervous system and have that moment internally where they can go into their genius and actually think bigger especially in corporations especially in business where you're so stuck in the day-to-day sometimes you need to zoom out and be able to see that clear vision but there's also tools to actually help you to get more clarity whether that's question asking whether that's actually using the power of your subconscious and unconscious mind to actually do your goals Mm. but clearing blocks is a huge thing as well
1: yeah one of our favorite kind of analogies or metaphors is, as Paul mentioned earlier, you know, NLP is very outcome focused mm-hmm. and NLP has its, it, the crossover between NLP and hypnosis is very, very fine. Like some of the NLP techniques are more form of hypnosis, but NLP is kind of more of the conscious way into the subconscious we talk about hypno being more of the unconscious way of bringing things into the conscious. So they work together like yin yang, which is why a lot of people end up studying both because you kind of want the structure and flow. Think about like yin yang, masculine, feminine. We want to have kind of all the tools that we can when working with our mind. But one of my favorite analogies or metaphors is, you know, if you've got an outcome, imagine being on like monkey bars, right? And you've got an outcome. So you're holding the monkey bars that you're on right now, but you know you want to get to that next monkey bar. So you can see the outcome that you want, but you can't can't actually move forward until you let go of that past of the things that you've been holding onto behind you and Mm. so many people are trying to move forward but they're not actually creating the room and the space to let go so also what we talk about in our courses is that momentum of letting go of the past letting go of the beliefs letting go of the fears the doubts the limitations not you that Mm. (laughs) um then then that gives you momentum and energy to swing forward and grab that new outcome. But then life is a constant series of evolving. So then you just see something else and you need to Mm -hmm. then let go of that one that you're on. And so you've got to have that that trust in letting go of where you've been, just like we've been talking about, but that's gonna give you the energy to get to where you want. So NLP as well as hypnosis, they really allow you to find out, okay, what do I really want? What's in the way of that? Let's clear that and then let's start creating my future. And so they really allow you to, I mean, if you've ever tried changing consciously, like we think about how many days it takes to form a habit, telling yourself every day, you know, I won't eat that cookie, I won't eat that cookie. And then that night you're eating all the cookies, Or for example, right? yeah (laughs) but if we work with the subconscious then we actually start talking about all of the things that we want to do and the change is literally you walk past the cookie and just be like meh it's it's that kind of change that where where it's actually so much easier for the individual and so for the elite athlete for the business owner it's getting that clarity which i think as a business owner having clarity having certainty and having confidence are like the three cornerstones of leadership in any field and so nlp and hypnosis for us like they are amazing kind of short circuit ways of being able to create that clarity certainty confidence within yourself that Not only taking onto the field or into the workplace, but you're taking yourself into every situation be it your relationships, everything is going to benefit as a result of you having more understanding of yourself and having you know clarity, confidence, certainty in what you're approaching Mm. as well. So, yeah, it's not about being perfect. One thing we like to talk about though is like it's not about being a perfect human, right? You're
2: already a perfect human, it's just your perception that you're not. And so, we talk about that at the training as well. And whether
1: things are like useful or unuseful rather than things being good or bad right or wrong you know is it useful to help you get where you want to go well if it's not useful we've got tools that can help you shift it but if it is useful and it's helping you on the way then keep it and leverage that and let's you know focus on other things that you can enhance Mm. so
0: such a good explanation thank you that's really really good and so if somebody came to you guys and were wanting to make a start like think about that that Even like a regional level athlete, state athlete, somebody wanted to start to make a start. Where 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 do you start when you're working with people? Like, what do you guys do when you when you work with individuals or business owners? Um, Where where do you
2: start them from? So I always love to start with the person's values because the values are going to be what they're intrinsically motivated, inspired to take action on. And if someone is going to start a business or they're going to step up to a new level of competition knowing what their values are and helping them to link their goals and dreams and actions they need to take to their values is going to be huge because let's say someone wants to become an international athlete and their highest value is family, they're not going to want to leave their family because they if going overseas means they don't see their family, then they're going to have an internal values conflict, then they're going to sabotage. So if we can get them to adjust their values or utilize how going away and playing interstate or international is going to help their family, they'll see congruence and alignment and that will be 100% green light, not like red light or orange light holding themselves half back because half of them wants to stay here with the family, half wants to go international. So these kind of things will give you the map of someone's operating system and you'll know exactly what switches them on to take action, what switches them off. And seeing how that's all been wired up through their life is going to give you a really clear map of where to start with the client then sort of going through their beliefs and past experiences and unpacking it all and then helping them to let go of what's no longer useful and create some new unconscious associations to, you know, make the changes they need to to become that world-class athlete or to run that world-class business. So that's kind of where I like to start because it really, once you understand someone's values, you understand them and what they're going to choose to take action on, what they're not, and what's going to be the roadblocks in their way to get success that they want.
0: Wow. Sensational. Yeah. That makes total sense. And having done, obviously learned the values work with you guys and gone through it myself that yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. Total sense.
2: And you'll almost be able to tell the athlete what they will do and won't do. And they'll go, how'd you know that? It's like almost like a psychic reading, but it's, it's basically just mapped out. Like a
1: map to the subconscious. You'll just
2: go, okay. So if you had to choose between this and that, you do that. They go, How'd you know that? And I go, well, your, your values tell me that. And so the person will understand themselves better and they'll almost be able to see their life in a piece of paper once you've mapped it all out for them. And then you just go, okay, is this going to get you to where you want to go? Or do we need to make some adjustments? Because if you do just link their values to what they want, they will achieve it. But you may need to shift their values to make it even more um, powerful. For example, let's say someone doesn't value wealth, but they value making the difference. You have people that are running businesses that change people's lives, but they're not profitable. Yeah. So they're giving away so much value to people, but they're not actually getting any return. Their businesses might fail, right? So these are common things that you can look for when you're working with athletes and, and business people about like what's going on in the unconscious level because that's just going to give you basically everything. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I
1: think it's very so- it's so fascinating because you realize who you are and also what the people that you have conflicts with. If you have conflicts with people, be it in business or relationships or anything it'll be just because of a conflict of values. And the more you understand your own values and align them, the more you understand the people in your life's values and not expect them to be carbon copies of you. I think, yeah, we all think everyone thinks what's most important to us is what's most important to everyone else, but we all have a unique set of values. And I think that 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 understanding for each individual, be it in business or in their health, any, any area, it's really interesting as well when you start deconstructing values because say an elite athlete, You know, why health is important to them, they may actually also have some really interesting unconscious associations, like things like, oh, so that I don't get sick again. And so when people have what's called away from motivations in their values, they'll have to actually create a situation where they get sick or run down to then move away from that again mm-hmm. so they'll have this inconsistent patterns or inconsistent behaviors as well uh, which when you deconstruct the values as well as aligning can be really fascinating and really help people achieve more um, you know main, maintain more consistent results in yeah their life. so
2: similar example but in the field of business let's say someone has achieved great results in business but when you look at their values they might have had to never be broke again and they run a pattern of constantly running away from being broke, which actually they're chasing it. So their business goes well. And when they're no longer broke anymore, they lose momentum, they stop taking action and they start running out of money again then they take action again. And this is what creates the burnout. This is what creates a lot of stress because they don't have a forward focus of to, to keep growing, to keep expanding. So these kind of things get emerged when you do that sort so of deep life. So yeah. fascinating, yes. <laughs>
0: really is, yeah, such a good topic. And like speaking about... Values and stuff like that. We have been working with Kimmy Morrison, obviously another another one of the crew, the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been deconstructing my world record event, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to leave no fucking stone unturned. And so I said to Kimmy, come on, give me a hand. Let's let's fucking let's get our hands dirty and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And anyway, short of the long, when we looked at the event and we started to break it down, all my languaging, which I hadn't even realized, was totally unaware. Was like oh, I don't want to fuck this up not for the not for the third time uh-huh. you know I can just I don't want to fuck this up um, mm-hmm. I've really got to nail this one this is the third time like I don't want to look like a fucking idiot like and we both were like oh my god yeah. it was all away motivation it was all negative and so we re-geared it re-engineered it like mm-hmm. it was so so powerful and so cool and like for people watching what they basically meant was, We took all the negative motivation or what Paul and Juliet are talking about, that away motivation and created uh, what we call towards motivation or positive motivation. And even things like, and this may be a question coming up a little bit later on, but um, I get, uh, I hit that little black patch that little graveyard shift that one in the morning four in the morning endurance athletes you know call it the graveyard shift the black patch whatever but most people experience negative things during that time Mm. and i'm no different i hate it and if i've ever quit on some of the long stuff multi-day stuff it's within that little patch so Mm. i actually fear it and so i spoke about that as well so we totally re-engineered it to like, can't wait for the Black Patch, or I get to yeah. hang out with all my demons and voices from my past, and the ghosts and the boogeyman.
1: Yeah. Hey, we- buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have a fucking buffet we're gonna have a party at one o'clock mm. in the morning so it, it really is quite powerful isn't it just it, it's just incredible the value yeah stuff.
1: breaking down all of the strategies all of the self-talk all of all of that is, is so powerful it's it's phenomenal and spending that time doing that that yeah. is going to give you when you think about that now such different unconscious associations yeah. and feelings as well and we talk a lot about you know, wanting to achieve things, you've got to have the intention, but also the feeling, the emotion you have around it needs to be aligned. And for a lot of people, they're saying they want one thing, but they're feeling something incongruent. They're feeling like a flash of fear or a flash of you know, doubt or something like that. And so aligning that, like the feelings you have, they are messages from your unconscious mind. So mm. they're a great indicator if there's anything that's out of alignment. So now thinking about that, you know, it, w- it would feel so different. So yeah. that's a great example. And
2: so that's like the green lights on all level. You're giving yourself a clear instruction to keep going. Mm. You picture keep going and it makes you feel good. If you picture not being able to do it and, you know, n- you know thinking of the bad repercussions, that gives you a negative emotion. And over it. 24 hours or 48 hours or endurance type stuff, that's going to be an extra hundred reps that you didn't need to do, right? So that's going to be a lot. And I think, you know, that embracing the shadow monsters because you go into that cave and you realize there's nothing that you'll shine that light on them and they'll just disappear as you go. And even if you like turn into them and own them, that's the thing too, you own own the monsters that are there and express the monsters, they can drive you through that darkness that's going to be really powerful as well. So I think that will be fun. to explore. <laughs> <get them> <laughs> yeah, if you turn into a, a, fruit, a demon energy, on the bar, light, you know, that's going to be good. It, yeah. yeah, you know, might as well take it on because if it's part of you, it's powerful, right? So yeah, earning yeah. the light, earning the dark, I think that's a huge thing because, you know, you might as well use some of that energy as well, you know, because there is a time for the away from energy. It's not good long-term strategy. But in the short term, it can get you moving, right? So there will be a time to wear that hat if you need to. And, um, yeah, I think you're doing a fantastic job. It's nice that you've gone through and you've broken it all down and looked at it all with a microscope. Yeah, Yeah.
0: No, no stone left unturned, that's for sure. So it'll be awesome. The, speaking of the long term, so you guys, I was like, I'm obviously part of the business community, the lab community, which I just absolutely love. And I've noticed, like, and you would probably um, support this, Paul, especially from the fitness industry. There's a lot of sort of one hit wonders, um, you know, inspirational speeches, YouTube clips, the three day course at Noosa teaching kettlebell movements, and everything's very one hit very unrealistic, quick fix sort of programs, nutrition challenges, things like that. And I I don't see a lot of marketing around long-term. So long-term programs, long-term improvement, that like I know it's not very sexy, like this is going to take you, I don't know, fucking two years to make money or, oh, actually probably three years till you get abs, like come and sign up with me today. Like that, that doesn't sell very much. I again, I, I mean, no one likes a brown nose, but I'll get my nose a little dirty today. Like you guys run fucking amazing courses, and which is why I'm so proud to be part of the community, and will continue to do so. So I, I believe in your guys' long term programs and development. But what's the sort of what's a, what's a a start for for these people, these these athletes, these business owners? Like, what does the long term look like? Like, what's an approach for that? Well, than- I
2: think if you can have a long-term approach, then you're going to ride the waves better. I think if people are looking for that quick fix, and I know, like you said, business-wise, it's very sexy to get people to do six-minute abs or you know six weeks to sexy or whatever, right? But when you zoom out longer... Yeah, no, but if you can get yourself as a person, as a business owner, as a athlete to see the long-term, you're going to have bad training sessions. You're going to have great training sessions. But if your life is only focused on one training session, that make or break you, right? But if you've got that long-term vision, you'll ride the waves a lot better and still knowing and being able to reverse engineer the long-term into the daily tasks. So it's when you can connect the small dots to the big picture, that's really powerful. So having a great coach like Jamie to, mm. to help you to see how you're doing the stretching is going to help you to achieve that world record. Mm. That's really important. you know. So linking your goals, your values together and reverse engineering the small steps and, but seeing how it leads to the big step is great. So we're really big on having a you know, a purpose, a, a vision, and a mission for yourself, your business, etc. and having that real clear big picture because that gives you your why. That's going to get you up to do that session you don't want to do that day, right? But then breaking it down to the small steps in a way that's not overwhelming, that's prioritized, that's scheduled in is really, really powerful as well. So being able a dance between those two worlds is something that having a great coach can help you to do because sometimes as a business owner or as an athlete, you, you get so focused on the day to day task and you forget why you're even doing it. Or well, some people are so overwhelmed, they've got so many things flowing through their head, they can't bring it to what am I supposed to do right now? That'll make the 80%, the 20% action that gives you 80% result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having someone to help unpack your brain and help you to put it in a, a bit of a structure will help.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think like one of the things that we talk about is that in life, you can either really evolve by choice or by chance. And mm-hmm. so having that coach that keeps you evolving, keeps you growing, you know, a lot of, people just business owners for example they'll just take they'll study the NLP practitioner course not necessarily because they want to be a coach but because they want to be expanding their mindset clearing out things that they might not be aware of that are in the way Mm. and just having a week where you press pause on business and life and actually just lift up the hood and have a look at what's going on and you know clear out anything that isn't working well and then a lot of people in our community they just they do keep studying with us and doing those things because they know the benefit in evolving by choice and saying Mm. well I don't know what's holding me back so why don't I proactively start like diving into discomfort diving into the unknown diving into uncertainty and keep growing and being you know like you're a part of the mentorship you're like I just want to keep growing keep evolving and keep that muscle that you have built in the business boot camp strong and the um what do we say mental brain boot boot camp brain boot camp strong right so I think for anyone listening whether it's you know working with Jamie or working with a coach or keeping yourself like keeping yourself in that on like that discomfort mm. keeping yourself in the unknown i think that that's the most important thing that that we can do because otherwise you kind of just atrophy and get stagnant right so you've got
2: to keep honing the sharpening the sword if you don't like if you're an athlete and you train once and you go yep i got it now the skills start going back down again if you business you run one great event you don't have another event coming up it slowly goes back down again so mm. making sure that you have those goals in your future those challenges that you're growing towards as well is huge but yeah bringing it back to the day-to-day as well the
1: unsexy long-term because like your life is going to be the longest thing you ever do mm. so you yeah. may as well commit to some long-term things otherwise yeah it's going to be a short short-term result short-term you know yeah. life so.
2: in, in it, having the short-term things to chase but knowing that it all fits in something big picture is, is huge as well That was such a good point, having that big vision and then
0: reverse engineering, breaking it down into those little micro doses, that's that's such a good, yeah, because the overwhelm is a big one, eh? Overwhelm definitely dismantles
2: a lot of people. It's just all a bit too hard and fucking Yeah, if people see the mountain and they go, how the fuck am I going to get to the top of that? That's hard, right? But if you go, okay, first just got to get past this rock and then when you get past this rock, but, you know, we'll get to that next bit. Let's get through this first bit and then next month we're doing this bit and then next month. And then, if it's mapped out and you know each step that you need to take to get to the top of the mountain, it's easy. You just got to do the next step in front of you. And so, but knowing that you go, oh, I've got to do like 20 million steps. Well, yeah, we're going to get us up the mountain if we do that, but it's just two steps a day or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. What was that, uh, that famous philosopher, Dr. Zeus? Inch by inch, it's a cinch, and yard yeah. by yard, it's hard. What yeah. we do a little you'll soon be able to do a lot or something like that. Yeah perfect. <laughs> Good old Dr. Zeus. Yeah. final question, final question, because I, I know you guys are busy and this is we, we I'm mindful of time. This is a hypothetical one now. Say you had a friend, right? A mate of yours. He was a married guy, brown skin, um uh, and he and he might be doing a world record or something like that. Just a guy that you might know, a friend yeah. of yours. That
1: totally guy.
0: unrelated yeah, yeah totally, totally unrelated and he was like looking to pick pick be quite selfish and and just pick pick your brains as mentors of mine and uh people that i obviously adore and uh appreciate your wisdom what, what any suggestions around like if you know hanging out in that black patch with the demons and the ghosts and the voices and the shadows and any any advice around that and maybe, maybe a little pain management as well if there was just anything that bubbled up that you guys might have for that friend of yours
1: <clears throat> yeah well yeah. uh there's <laughs> so much and we're obviously <laughs> more than happy to have a chat to you about it more offline as well and and i think like the first one is knowing within every single inch of your being that it's already done Mm. And having that absolute knowing and certainty and, and doing some hypnotherapy, doing some NLP, whatever it is to get to that 100%. And we talk about doing certainty checks, like how certain are you from zero to 100% that you're sitting in that leather chair right now, how certain are you that you're holding that world record on the date, whatever date it is. I forgot the exact date in my mind right now, but I know you know it. Um, I think as well in terms of pain management, I mean, we've, we've even given people hypnobirthing is amazing. There are some of the elements of that that are very useful in terms of pain management as well. A lot of the advanced hypnosis techniques in terms of finding the pain um, thermostat in your subconscious mind as well and working mm. with that. Ah, uh, gosh, like I would probably go through all of the NLP prac manuals, all of the hypno manuals, everything, and do every single technique. That would be mm. what I would recommend for you to do. That's that would be my task.
0: I'm taking you. a week off work. <laughs> you
1: said, I think you said leave no stone unturned. So yeah, I, I would say mm. get get someone in our community, because like, you know, people do swaps. So imagine if you had a swap with like every single person on like a different technique and you actually did every single process and technique around it that would be pretty yeah, epic 100%. that would be a world record nlp hypno. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would say a lot of different things but it mm-hmm. depends obviously i would say just getting super comfortable and embracing it and turning it into a meditation as well so you've obviously i know you've got a lot of tools around different ways to, to go through pain but knowing if you can ride the sensation and be 100 present with it and just let that be part of the journey because it's going to be at some point, then that would be really powerful and just noticing anything you put on top of that because the pain sensation isn't the problem. It's what you then say about it, right? Yeah. And obviously your body needs to keep you safe at some points and you you know when it is and when it isn't. But just building that relationship with it and knowing that it's a useful thing but not making it any more than it needs to be, That that's, that's going to be huge. And, um, yeah, just like owning it, stepping into it, especially when it does get dark, then get dark with it, you know, and just be in that and just let that be if because it's only moment by moment and it's temporary. Like it's not going to last longer than the time that it is and it's only one second at a time. And if you're there 100% with it, there's nothing else going on. That's all that matters. And it's only going to last that one second and that's it. So just I remember Alan Watts said, You only wash one dish at a time. You're there and each rep of the the dish is a meditation. Oh, my God. If you're thinking about all the dishes, you're not present. Mm. If you're washing that one dish, it's all it's ever going to be. So, you know, one rep, that's the meditation. Everything else is an illusion. It's not even happening. And if you're there with what is happening, it won't be a problem because you won't be there, but you will be there. Does that <laughs> makes sense.
0: It makes total sense. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. oh that's the best <laughs> i just
1: feel like going and washing dishes
0: so,
2: that's what he does that's what he does I knew he was dishwasher, to... it's
0: okay oh fuck it i'm going i'm washing dishes I to... yeah.
1: i've never wanted to do that so much
2: right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, was just... it was funny julian on the dish yeah
1: yeah i was out i was <laughs> oh, out.
2: Fucking God.
0: oh i hope our community watches this podcast because they'll yeah. be like
1: <laughs> the drool
0: The max on max off. Yeah. I, was, I heard Alan Watts, and then after that, I was fucked. I was gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the best. Oh, yeah. that that's really good advice. That makes that makes yeah, that makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. Because if you're thinking about the extra 10 hours you got to do, you're yeah. not right there where you need where you are. Because you only ever need to be right there, and eventually the 10 hours will be gone.
1: Yeah, and I was going to just say as well, like obviously there's the confidence, but there's also the competence and you're doing all of the things to ensure the competence, like the doability of it. And so then the confidence just aligning any beliefs, any doubts, any fears that come up, just clearing those limiting beliefs. Mm. You could do timeline or or anything on those as well. Yeah, and
2: while you're doing the physical preparation, that's perfect preparation mentally as well. Mm. And even jumping up in those early hours mornings to purposely train there. And get comfortable and use like used to that. Make that where you know where you you are. Like if you if have you watch the Dark Knight. Some people just embrace the darkness. But I was born there, whatever. Bain, that, that whatever no. his quote is. What's if you world? were born in that darkness, it's, it's you. Yeah. That's 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 where you thrive. That's where you are, right? If you just yeah. uh, watch that again, that might give you a little. <laughs> <bit of inspiration. laughs>
0: That was like, uh, what's his name? David Goggins, when he did his world record attempt, he yeah. had the music from uh, Rocky II, I yeah. think, back in the fucking 70s and 80s, on repeat for 12 hours. Yeah. It was just yeah. this one little bit, and people were coming in the gym and like, fucking hell, he's still playing, the, and it's like real emo fucking, yeah. oh, my God. He was Yeah, it makes he's sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so having that external anchor, I mean, I know that you've done the spot on the wall and you've zoned out like that. You can have that as a set point just to put your nervous system back to that place. You can have a whole heap of cool new tools if you need them. But yeah. I think, yeah, while well, you're training all the other stuff, train some of that And too. all
1: else fails. Paul can pull out his gangster and threaten to kill you if you don't <laughs> get the world record. Um, he has been known to threaten that to people before to get them into action. So, you know, if there was a gun held to your head, yeah, and you yeah. had to get it. There's
0: not many people I'd listen to, but I would definitely listen to Paul. He's scary. He's oh. scary when he needs to be, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool thing. I'm looking, I'm really, really looking forward to the learnings. I think yeah. to go to a place I've never been before, and I've been to some funky places, as I'm sure many yeah. people have, but this one in particular, it's got some funk in it. So mm-hmm. to, like that, to to, to utilise so many different tools, lots of quality people's input and yeah. suggestions and put all of those things and some of those things and everything into practice. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. I'm looking forward. And to
2: it. all those places you've been, guess what? You didn't die. You're still here. So yes. Just remember that. Thanks, you, you, You're not. Good, you know, you, you're going to make it through. Regardless, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna make it through. And that's like sometimes your body's like, no, you're going to die. You know, like, no, I'm not. I'm going to be fine. You know, so just keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think once you get through that, once people get through that fear of, I think it was Mike Tyson when he was talking about it when he was fighting, he got to the point where he
2: didn't care if he died, if he was going yeah. to be killed. So once that was taken off the table, it was pretty scary. Yeah, because that mental will turn up the volume on everything else. But once you've let it go, your body's like, well, it doesn't matter anymore. It'll let it go. So, yeah, mm. maybe play that game a little bit too.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's going be the best. Yeah. Team, thank you so much for your time. Like just absolutely amazing. I know there'll be so many people that will get a shitload of value out of our time together. And you've given it so generously, um, tons of wisdom, cool insights, so many thought-provoking things that you guys shared today. Uh, just like any other podcast if people are watching or listening at home, where's the best place to find you guys, especially upcoming courses um, and things like that? Where, where would that be? Where do we start?
1: yeah thank you so much it's been super fun chatting yeah. with you uh, so our, our website is evolveandrelaunch.com.au and and also our instagram is at evolve and relaunch we've obviously got our own personal instagrams as well just our names but uh, that has all of our upcoming course dates where you can find and you can book a call with one of our team as well and they can even just have a chat to you about you know what would be the next best step whether coaching would be a good step or whether um, doing a course which course would be the right fit for you for your goals so Uh, If they do let us know as well, anyone listening, if you mention Jamie's name, you also get $100 course credit to Mm -hmm. study with us as a big thank you to Jamie. So make sure you mention this podcast and his name.
2: Thanks for having us on. This has been super fun. Hopefully people got a ton out of it. Um, I had a great time.
1: Yeah, you're a legend. Look forward to seeing you with that gold medal. Yes. That metal around. I, I want to get
2: a new Guinness book where it's just like pages and pages of your name.
1: Yes.
2: It's, it's just got to, it's like a whole section. World's longest yeah.
1: toenails.
2: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> go, go for some easy ones, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that one's easy.
1: Best yeah. 10.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I can do that. The, the most beige brown man, butterbeer. <laughs> awesome. Oh my God. Thank you so much, team. Have a, uh, have a great, have a great year. We'll see you soon and all that good stuff. Thank you, you so much. Thanks,
1: Jamie. Keep Thank evolving.
0: Bye, team. Bye. The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Podcast.